Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. So let's talk about the letter we just read. If the Midnight Sun was actually good, why would they be kidnapping people? Why would they kidnap Cass's mom? Why would they keep people in cages? Right? Why would they kidnap um, Benjamin Blake and try and take a piece of his brain out to make him brain dead? Right? I think they're liars. What do you think? Yeah. Midnight Sun? They are evil. Chapter 17. Family Dinner... Family dinner. Now that was an oxymoron, thought Maximus, Max or Maximus, that's our dog's name, Maximus, thought Max Ernest. Never once in his life had he experienced anything like a family dinner. Can you close that, babe? Can you turn it off so it doesn't die? Dinner with his parents? Yes. A family dinner? Mm, No. For years, he and his parents had all lived in the same house. Every night, they'd eaten the same time at the same table, but it was never the same dinner, never a family dinner. Rather than share, his mother made one dinner and his father made another. Night after night, his parents sat across from each other, refusing to acknowledge each other's existence, let alone each other's food. Max Ernest, meanwhile, had been ex- had been expected to eat everything, his mother's dinner and his father's dinner. A result? A lot of stomach aches. Things had improved slightly in the last year with his parent with what his parents had literally split their house down the middle and the oh father mm-hmm, the father moved his half across the street. Now Max Ernest would go back and forth to his two dinners rather than having to eat them at once. Tonight though, something radical was going to take place. He and his mother and his father were going to have dinner together. As a family, the same dinner. Well, that was the plan anyways. It all started with Max Ernest's allergies. Tonight, like all Tuesday nights, was supposed to be spaghetti night with both of Max Ernest's half households. Oh, it says half households. Due to his wheat allergy, Max Ernest could only eat gluten-free pasta. Unfortunately, all the gluten-free spaghetti was gone last Sunday when Max Ernest's mother went to the supermarket. Why? Because Max Ernest's father had taken the last package? <laughs> As Max Ernest's mother learned that she found herself in line behind Max Ernest's father at the checkout stand. There was, by all reports, a brief tussle at the end of the gluten-free spaghetti spilling over the supermarket floor. Whose fault was it? Who was at fault Max Ernest would never learn because, strangely, each of his parents blamed him or herself? Or blamed him or herself? I don't know what came over me, said his mother. I just grabbed that box as if it was the last spaghetti on earth. I'm ashamed of myself. Everybody was staring. They got into a fight in the grocery store, and she was, like, trying to take the food out of his cart. This is a strange family. I felt so foolish, said his father. We were squabbing like like two-year-olds in a sandbox. The whole store was looking at us. Why couldn't I just give you give that box to your mother? I'll never know. 
Max Ernest had terrible, had terrible imaginings of the conversation that ensued after the spaghetti spill. He never heard his parents say more than two or three words to each other, but apparently instead of escalating the fight, his parents had re reconciled, at least to the point of agreeing to have dinner together at a restaurant, naturally, so they wouldn't have to fight over who was to cook over who was to cook whose half house to eat at for years max ernest had dreamt of something like this but then now that it was really happening he felt nauseous he wouldn't be able to eat a thing he thought gluten-free or otherwise there were simply too many obstacles to navigate left undecided for example was whether the three of them would drive to the restaurant in one car or two if one car, that means his parents fought on the way and they would never make it to dinner. If two, whose car would Max Ernest go in? And that was and that was just getting there. In the restaurant, would, it, would he ex be expected to eat two dinners as he was accustomed to? But which seemed excessive under circumstances? Or would his parents, would he be permitted to just order one dinner? Would he be able to talk to both parents at once for the first time? Would one parent be offended if he talked to the other? <sighs> Family dinner. Correction, not an oxymoron, a nightmare, Max Ernest thought. As it turned out, all Max Ernest's worries were, were for naught. Just two minutes and 35 seconds later before they were supposed to leave, yes, he was counting the seconds, a teary-eyed Cass arrived on his mother's doorstep. It's an emergency, she whispered. Wherever you're going, tell your mom you can't go. Great, exclaimed Max Ernest. That's totally great. Wait, where are you being sarcastic? No, I didn't want to have to go to dinner. When he spoke to his parents, Max Ernest received a, an even bigger shock than he'd received that his parents announced that they were going to have dinner plans in the first place. Oh, gosh, no problem. We'll be fine without you, said his mother, smiling at his father. There's leftover in the fridge. Or your father can give you money for delivery. He's always so generous. Great. Enjoy your night your night at home, said his father, smiling at his mother. Or if or if you want, but your mother's your your mother's leftover looks terrific. That's what I'd have. A moment later, they waved goodbye as cheerfully as if they'd been planning t on dinner for two all along. Overnight, his parents had gone from acting like the whole world revolved around their son being completely indifferent to their presence. What happened? Max Ernest didn't know whether to be happy or sad or disappointed or relieved or grateful or angry. So he decided to save his emotions for later. As a place for young, a young survivalist or anyone else to find comfort, Max Ernest's mother, mother's half house left something to be de desired. It was an elegant, it was an elegant but cold place decorated with hard, sharp objects. More troubling, an entire side of the house was boarded up with plywood where Max Ernest's father, father's half had been sawn off. Navigating the house, the half house was difficult for anyone who wasn't used to it, and sometimes even people who were used to it. Nonetheless, it was in Max Ernest's mother's living room that Cass now found herself pacing back and forth. I won't go into detail about Cass's confession. I like her too much, and I'm too embarrassed in that way. To her credit, she told Max Ernest everything. From her foolish, foolishly bringing the tuning fork to Sh Chef Hugo's class, 
to her even more foolishly, handing him a fork, the fork an hour before. They were, however, two words missing from her solemn soliloquy. You don't say I'm sorry. You don't say I'm sorry, said Max Ernest, sitting on his mother's favorite polished stone bench, his spiky hair bristling in the quills of the angry porcupine. Why should I? You didn't say I'm sorry. Why should I apologize? Asked Cass, and her agitation was pacing more rapidly. You lied. Not really. I just didn't tell you everything. A note from Hugo said I couldn't. Ow! Cass, Ernest, Cass explained, pacing across the bump and her shin in the corner of the sleek glass coffee table. No, you lied, Max Ernest. Ignoring Cass's injury, you told us the reason that was so important to find the tuning fork was because that Pietro was telling us, testing us, but he wasn't. Not really. No, not really, but I had to say something. Ow! Cass exclaimed again. Cass recoiled at the coffee table, had backed up off of the plywood wall behind her. No, you didn't, said Max Ernest, ignoring Cass's second injury. You could have just said that it was important and not told us why, or... Okay, I didn't have to lie, said Cass, holding holding back, holding the back of her head, fighting the tears, whether words of emotional or physical pain couldn't say. And you got us all worried for nothing. How about that? For nothing. My mom was... For nothing? My mom was kidnapped. I didn't mean nothing in that way. Anyways, it's... That's not the point. You should have trusted trusted me. Friendship is based on trust. How do you know? You don't even have any friends until you met me. Well, how many friends did you have? Cass paused. She wasn't sure if his question was rhetorical or if he actually wanted to, her to answer. Either way, he'd stumped her. All right, I'm sorry. Max Ernest looked stricken. Don't say that. What? That you're sorry. Why? I thought you wanted me to. But you never apologize. Max Ernest could count on one hand, at really one finger, the times Cass had apologized to him in the past. And one of the things that he likes less than Ca Cass lying to him was Cass changing. Everybody's different now. It's just so upsetting. Okay, whatever. I take it back. Good. They were in silence for a moment. Each lost in thought. Anyways, sorry your mom was kidnapped. I don't mean sorry, sorry. I mean that it's bad. That's bad. Yeah, it is. That ended their argument, for now. I have to tell Pietro, don't I? Cass said, sitting down on the bench next to Max Ernest. I can say that with certainty that Cass meant this in a rhetorical question. I don't know. But Max, er, Max, but he answered nonetheless. Yes. No. What do you mean? Well, yes, you have to tell him. It's your duty as a Turkish member. But no, you can't tell him because you can't tell him because there's no way to reach him. Max Ernest explained. Yo Yoji told me that Pietro and Lily just left for Africa to look for Owen. They haven't they haven't heard from him and they're worried. Lily even canceled Yo Yoji's violin lessons. How about that? Well, then we have to go too, said Cass, standing up again. I bet that's where Hugo's going with my mom. Really important. Dude, they're going to Africa? Oh gosh, that's crazy. How are they going to get there? How are we going to go to Africa? Good question. That's ridiculous. You never make any sense. We'll never be allowed. Well, my mom's not around me to stop me, is she? Maybe we can help her. Maybe we can help from her, from here. Ask your 
parents. Yeah. How? I don't know. Why don't why don't we blow up the picture and we of we and see if there's any clues we missed earlier for starters? If I was um them as mm-hmm. as um um, um, um Max, Max Ernest parents. Do you think that I would let you go to Africa by yourself? No, but <laughs> No, I wouldn't even let you go with two friends, honey. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen. Okay. But, um, Max Ernest's parents. Mm-hmm. But you also, if we were going to a dinner, mm-hmm. would you let me cancel it? If we were going to dinner, would I let you cancel it? I meant, like, di- Oh, yeah, if we had dinner plans, um, probably not. Exactly. And yeah. their parents are him. Mm-hmm, that's true. And if they say no, just, they'll say, um... Okay. Gonna go to uh-huh. he, Max can say, Emma spend the night at Cass's house. Oh, yeah, for, for 14 nights? No problem. Yeah. Maybe we can help from here. How? I don't know. Why don't we blow up the picture and we and see if we can see if there's any clues we missed for, for, from earlier, for starters. Cass opened her mouth, but to dismiss his idea, then she gave him a small, grudging smile. Actually, that's not a bad idea for starters. Max Ernest... Max Ernest small grudging smiled back. Hey, do you want to get do you want an ice pack? My mom keeps a lot of them in the freezer for people who hurt themselves. Cash shook her head. She wanted to get on with the job at hand as soon as possible. Cass had never been to Yo-Yoji's house before, so under natural circumstances she would have resisted going. What if he didn't want her there? What if his parents said something embarrassing? What if other kids at school found out last year? A rumor had gone around school that she and Yoyoji had crushes on each other, and they never quite lived it down. But these were anything but normal, normal circumstances, and of the three young Turkish members, Yoyoji had by far the best computer set up. So they were here. They were at, at Cass's dream house. As even as preoccupied as she was with her mission, Cass couldn't help noticing that Yo Yoji's house had everything she'd ever wanted in life. That ex- that's an exaggeration, but pretty, but it pretty well expressed her feelings, her feeling upon seeing the house. In the driveway, leaning against the side of the house, there was a mountain bike and snowshoes and a kayak and canoes and fishing poles and a trailer that looked like somebody had had seen more than its fair share of camping trips. When Yo Yoji let her. And Max Ernest in, she saw all the photos that Yo-Yoji's father had taken of snowy mountain peaks and sandy deserts and river gorges and all the artifacts from around the world that Yo-Yoji's mom had collected. Six armed goddesses from India, carved Buddhas from Cambodia, hand-woven blankets and baskets from American Southwest. Why, your parents have a lot of, have been a lot of places, huh? That's cool. Your father's really good, a good photographer. Her own mother never traveled, although it was true Melanie was famous among her friends for the collection of travel books. Yo-Yoji shrugged, I guess. He always has to use his old camera, his old film camera that he's had forever, and then he can never get the picture developed anywhere. He's kind of crazy. He should go to my grandfather's. They have tons of old cameras. Hey, Yo-Yoji, guess what? Yelled a very... A very young voice from across the house. I still have my pudding left. It was a strange and unfamiliar sight. Greeted 
that greeted Cass and Max Ernest when they followed Yoyoji to the kitchen, a family sitting around a table, Yoyoji's parents, his little sister Miho, and their and their little brother Gahin. The table was stained with some kind of brown and orange slop, and Gahin was jiggling a spoonful of chocolate pudding in front of his sister's nose. Yes, it was family dinner, just the way you'd see it on TV in the movies. Well, maybe a bit more chaotic, but close. Gahan smiled when she saw, when she saw, when he saw his older brother sitting in the room. Hmm, looks good, doesn't it? He he taunted. Don't you just love chocolate pudding, Yoji? Isn't it the best thing in the world? Don't you wish you had some more? You think you're smart waiting for me to eat it up? Until everybody finishes, but nobody cares, said Miho in a cutting, older sister kind of way. But the way that she was looking at his pudding, you could tell she wished it was hers. Understanding that Gehan put the spoon in his mouth and savored it slowly. Yum, he said, drawing the sound out as loud as he could. Oh my god, you're so immature. Unable to take it any longer, Miho grabbed her brother's bowl full of pudding and took a big heap of sp- a heaping spoonful. Mom and Dad, Gehan screamed. She's eating my pudding. Sorry, Gehan said his father. The phrase you asked for the f- the phrase you asked for it comes to mind. Can't you two at least pretend that you're having a nice family dinner together? Asked their mother. If you hadn't noticed, your brother has a guest. She turned to Cass and Max Ernest. Sorry, guys. Please excuse these monkeys. In truth, Yoyoji's mother had n- had. Yo Yoji's mother need not have an apolo- not have apologized. Neither Cass nor Max Ernest had anything to compare to dinner, and seeming seemed that and it seemed normal enough to them. This is what it was like to have. This was what was so abnormal about it. Looking at Yo Yoji's family, Cass felt an ache deep in her chest. Part of it, most of it, became came from missing her mother, but another part, buried the buried part, came from missing someone she never had. Have you eaten? Most of the soup wound up on the table, but there's still a little left. It's carrot lentil. Max Ernest hesitated. He was hungry. Um, maybe we could... Cass intrepid. It's okay. We ate already. Thank you. Is your mother away, Cass? Asked Yoyoji's mother. She never returned my phone call yesterday. I needed an ally if I'm going to fight off this robo these robo-moms at PTA. On hearing this, Max Ernest coughed. Cass gave him a quick kick. Nah, she's just uh, working all the time. Can we talk to Yoyoji for a second? Yoyoji repeated his father, eyebrows raised. Don't you know? That's what his friends call him, says his sister. He thinks it's cool. Red-faced, Yoyoji gave his sister a threatening look and then beckoned his friends out of the room. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>